I liked this movie. This movie was bad. I did not like this movie. Movie bad. Bad movie. I loved this movie. Fuck this movie. I really did not like this movie. Oh no! Don't ruin the movie for me. I loved this movie. The movie was good. Alright, I just want to warn you, spoiler alert. Well, we're we're live and this is episode eight. I'm pretty sure I, I, I gotta start. Not. I got a episode seven. No, it's episode seven. It is episode seven. Last week was six. This is episode seven of the Spoiler Alert podcast, or Spoiler Alert, a movie podcast. We have a full title, but we go by Spoiler, spoiler Alert. A moving picture podcast. Exactly. I'm also a hot start. Uh, I'm your host, Eric, joined here with the- Court Jester. The Court Jester, the newly in the USA. Yeah, got the flag up to celebrate and everything. Also COVID-free, get the Co- test. Co-host Way Nick, up in there. that's you, that's you, your neck. I, yeah, I was, I forgot to say my name. Yeah, your neck, Nick. COVID-free Nick. And how you doing? How's it feel to be back in the States? You know, it seems pretty much the same as Canada, except everyone's a little meaner. And uh, and honestly, I'm, I feel like Canada, I, I would feel a little bit more comfortable virus-wise than being here. Cause... Yeah, COVID-wise, definitely a little... Uh, they got a little more under the control up there, but I mean, it's still not great. They're going back into lockdown tomorrow. I saw that, but also I forget what I heard or where I heard it or saw. They, I think Canada is a little bit more um, skeptical and they jump back into lockdown even when they like, they're very, yeah, they're cautious. Th- their hindsight's a lot better mm-hmm. in terms of like seeing where the trend's going and America always seems to wait until it's the last possible minute. Yeah when we're already like in the shit and then they're just like, we might as well do it. And now like it doesn't do anything. Cause yeah, I'm glad you're here. We're going to work. Can we make sure that you have your mic on? Is there a way to check that? So we don't have another, uh, it is actually plugged in this time. Okay. And, you, and you I know for sure. Yes. Yeah. And I made sure before. Sweet. Good. Good call. That's good. All right. Now we're, we're up, in up to the races. Yeah. We're, uh, I'm excited to be able to see you in person. And a big old smooch. Yeah, and we're not going to be six feet apart because we're we've decided we're going to be inside each other's bubbles. Yep. Well, bubbles? I thought you said buttholes. <laughs> that's what that's my Could nickname be both. for it. Yes. Uh, it depends on where the night takes us, but bubbles is the girl next door. Remember that joke? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I kind of know what you're talking about. It's like. Want to hear a clean joke? I took a bath with bubbles. Want to hear a dirty joke? The bubbles is the girl next door. That's a good one. I think that's the only joke with that format ever. But uh, you just came up with it right here. That's I how definitely, it... I definitely did not come up with it. I thought that, or I didn't think of that. I heard it in like fourth grade. Fourth grade, Jesus, and it stuck with me. Yeah, we got, we had some bad kids. Germantown Academy. Some you naughty stuff. You bubbles and Brad Cooper. Yeah, the the three biggest alumni. You're the alumni. You're the Wolfpack. Yep. Uh, yep. We're not doing the Hangover today it. on the podcast. By the way, we are. Oh, do- we're not. No, we are doing uh, Christmas theme again. We're doing the Santa Claus, the Tim Allen classic. Yes. We just want to make sure we say the title so when people are listening, they actually know what they're getting in- into. Yeah, and I last- definitely watched the Santa Claus and not the Hangover again. I'm that, prepared. That's a shame because I watched the Hangover. <laughs> but before we jump into all that, we got to get our, we got a little bit of a 
a different rundown at the end. I don't know. You never answered my question. Do you feel I, okay? I, I said, yeah, I'm done. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we'll get into that later. We have a different, instead of the pitch, we have something different today. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into what you watched. I know you watched a lot because yeah, you. Unusual, unusual week for me. I actually it, had a pretty good performance. Yeah, I actually didn't because I received a gift in the mail yesterday. I have to tell the story first and then we'll jump into what we watch actually. Yeah, that's right. like, I was so stressed out and I wasn't right. even there. Okay, so I was lucky enough last week to somehow acquire the uh, the coveted PlayStation 5 off of walmart.com. I, and I've been waiting no for free it. Ads. No yes. free ads. No free ads, especially the way they handled this. No free ad for Sony. But they... Uh, yeah, so it was supposed to get here January 9th. So I assumed you, I was going to get it by the time you actually got yours, which you ordered one as well. Well, Indeed. Through I, you. Thank uh, you for the assist. Yes. Um, and yeah, so they sent me it yesterday. They shipped it, and I was waiting all day for it. Uh, wait, I was sitting at the door like a, like a daughter waiting for her dad to come back from war. <laughs> it's a universal analogy that we all have felt exactly and i just imagine like from a really sappy hallmark movie or like the music's playing real loud and anyway so i'm waiting and at 6 58 last night they sent me a oh your package was delivered and if anyone knows anything about the way the ps5 has been handled all year uh there's been a couple a couple times where people have stolen it uh drivers have driven off with it people have just jacked it off of trucks or someone has stolen it off a front stoop now i'm happy happy to live kind of in a suburban area where uh you know i know most of my neighbors and i assume that the people they're not going to walk up and steal a huge box off my my pretty ballsy because you have a, a big glass door I know, and like usually there's someone in the room that you can yeah. see the door, so it'd be pretty, it'd be pretty crazy. Don't you also uh, haven't you lived there for like your whole life? Yeah, they so, don't know you. Yeah, You're so, so fucked up. Uh, well, actually, we have a lot of new neighbors, so they don't actually know me. So, so they could actually get away with yeah, it, and then, right, and yeah. then moved, and then moved Everybody's the day after. Okay, so six fifty eight, starting to get a little stressed out. I'm starting to get worried because it said it got delivered, didn't get a PS five. And I'm sitting there and I finally by like 8.30 gave up and I was just like, I guess I'm not getting the PS5 and I already thought I was going to have to deal with FedEx. And I even called FedEx and they said, well, you're shit out of luck, call tomorrow. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, uh, I was like, oh no, what are we going to do? And then at nine o'clock I got, I heard uh, my parents call down and say it's here. So I got my PS5. Uh, it was a little bit scary for two hours. So yeah, I have the PS5. It's been great so far. I've been playing it for a day. And that's why I haven't really watched. And I also borrowed uh, my partner Louis' Switch. Stole, uh, didn't steal it. Took it home, and I've just been banging out Zelda. Nice. It's been, so yeah, I have. Link. I've watched some stuff the first half of the Link. Hey, I get that because I've watched Thank that you. fanfic. But the um, yeah. So I think the first half of the week I watched a little bit more. But um, I know you 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 put in the work this week, and you you caught yeah, up. Yeah, I've been on fire. Um. Yeah, I watched Trial of the Chicago 7, Palm Springs. I started Ted Lasso. The Trial of the Chicago 7 and Palm Springs. I do like that movie. Yeah. No, so, no. Trial of Chicago 7 and Palm Springs. I kind of like the idea of it being in Emphatic Palm Springs. Um, yeah, both movies that I happen to really like this year. One of them is in my top three. Uh, that's Springs. Palm Springs. Yeah, that's my favorite movie of the year. Or I already know. Like, I don't keep a list or anything anymore, but... 
you there, can you no can, movie hit me like yeah, that one you can watch uh i watched it i think two or three times and that's actually one of the rare streaming movies i've gone back and rewatched because it's a real easy like 90 minute watch and it's really it's pretty dense for 90 minutes like yeah they pack a lot in there yeah and it's it's the way it's handled um i don't know it just i'd say the way that they handled the time the just the uh the loop the groundhog day loop i feel like one because i also saw um what's what's another groundhog day movie that came out uh it's friday is freaky friday a groundhog day loop no because i was that's a that's a body switch movie no um i mean day genre though i I mean edge of tomorrow is really good oh yeah 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 but i was trying to think that i thought there was one last year that um oh happy death day has a loop doesn't it but i haven't seen that movie. yeah i haven't either shout out b alum the star i forget her name vince vaughn yeah yeah it's that <laughs> but uh yeah no just the way like i feel like the groundhog day is like the same as the body switching though where like it's kind of a foolproof plan to make it at least intriguing because yeah it's always a fun premise especially during this year because every day's felt kind of the same mm-hmm. and yeah just i mean uh andy sandberg is one of my favorites i think he's like my top three favorite um at, i mean Acting wise, I've enjoyed him in everything. Uh, obviously, The Lonely Island. I actually saw them live before the pandemic. Oh right, yeah, I yeah. Um, Pop stars like one of my favorite movies of the past ten years, which you still haven't seen yet, right? Yeah, I, it's it's very high on my well, list. You know now, what? Though. Now that you're home, we'll watch it. We're yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna bring like that fucking the movie I watched this week over, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna and eyes wide shut, which is uh, we'll just announce his next week's movie. Yes. Also a Christmas movie, even though it'll be airing after Christmas. Yeah, but it's fine because I got COVID and the schedule got pushed back. So and there's no rules. Every day is yesterday and tomorrow and today. Exactly. I only and watched the first half of that movie. I'm sure he keeps that mentality the whole way through. That's how, that's how characters go, you know. They don't change. What movie? Palm Springs. Oh, you only watched the first half. No, I'm, I'm lying. Though. I watched the whole thing. No, you didn't. I, I saw you. Okay. Uh, and... Yeah, we're just going to binge watch movies that you missed out on. Can I talk about Palm Springs? Because you kind of hijacked my movie. I'm sorry. I just, I love that movie. Fucking asshole. All right, go bend to what you have to say. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I I just really fuck with it and the message. And I think a lot of people are thinking about that kind of, like, loneliness and the monotony of quarantine and shit. Um, Very timely movie by accident because they obviously were not planning on this. Unless yeah. Andy Samberg really is in a time loop and he knows all about the future or something. That's not part I'd, of the mythology of the movie, though. I'd put that on... Um, I'd honestly put money on Andy Samberg being ahead of the curve. Yeah, true. But, he is so good. Like, like legit acting. I mean, no, obviously legit, he's a genius, but like... Legit acting legit and... He's just got a charisma to him. Like he's just got, mm-hmm. but he's also like, it's not like fake charisma. I don't know. He's just a likable person. Very charming. Yeah. I, I don't know. I really enjoy, um, I know that they're uh, doing a lot of rewrites for it because of everything that happened this year involving the police and they're trying mm-hmm. to make a time. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think is one of the funnier shows on TV. Yeah. It, uh, is. it um, as much as it's like kind of cop again, it's not, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it. I feel like it's just a workplace drop, like a, like a workplace yeah. sitcom that happens to be in the police precinct. And I don't know. They, it does actually have a lot of uh, some pretty good episodes. And ter- I don't know. We don't need to get into that, but yeah. it's, it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Good show. 
but Andy Samberg's yeah, great. Springs, great movie. Um, shout out Connor O'Malley, who oh, you, and I, you and I both have been fans of for a while, and uh, he's finally getting his When he his shows moment. up for that movie, he's really funny. So good. As a low-key great cast, like, uh, yeah. wasn't June Squibb in it, too? She's uh, the old, I think she's the old woman, and that's uh, Hubie's oh, mom. yeah. Yep, yep, that's right. It's the year of the Squibb. J.K. Simmons. Did you see the post credit scene? Yeah. Yeah, um, where like he doesn't remember him. Yeah, and he's all Boiler like alert. Yeah. And he's like, it works. Yeah. Oh, but, this, that was so sick. I know. Also the end I I thought the final scene was really funny where it's them in the pool and it's just like, Who the yeah. fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I don't know. But yeah, that, great. Yeah. I thought it was just like really well written and they put a nice bow on top and that's t- like a tr- when you have a high concept like that, going into the depths of like the time loop and how it all works is always a big risk but i thought they did it well i think well, i think well they keep it I, th- I think they don't make it like this this grand they make they don't make it like a grand world ending event yeah they, they, yeah, keep they it, don't they keep, explain it too much and they it's keep not it on over they keep the it on the characters luckily and like make sure that yeah. they're the focal point and also i gotta ask you before we um i'll jump into what i watch but uh the uh the funniest joke in the movie is the part this is the bomb bit that 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 broke me when oh, the bomb like, and the cake? Yeah, and she's oh, like, yeah. and, and uh, Kristen Milati's accent when she's like, doesn't she? <laughs> Judging by her accent, she's from parts unknown. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like the whole, and then there actually is a bomb in the cake and everyone's yeah. like, what the fuck? And I love, that's what I loved about it was that there was like, there's there's really like absurdist bits, but mm-hmm. they, they, they never felt, and honestly, they did feel out of place, but I feel like that was the point because obviously it's, they're in their own little time loop and they could, they could do these crazy events and then the next day, like it was like, they didn't do it. Yeah. Um, this, uh, I said this to you in a text, but this, it, it feels like what passengers wanted to be. Yeah. And you, it's like the sort of, the guy kind of fucks over the girl and she's pissed off about it, obviously. And I thought they handled it much more realistically, even though this is uh, a fanatic fantasy ish type movie well that's what i told I mean, not, you not fancy, too but you know what i'm fucking talking about that's yeah. what i told you too was that i think that something lends itself better when it's a comedy this type of concept yeah. in terms of like passengers being more serious where mm-hmm. i don't know i just feel like when you go high concept like this uh when you can introduce a comedic element into it it, it, yeah. it i feel like it usually ends up working out better than like if this movie was just super serious and it was just like oh they're in a time loop and they fall in love like yeah, okay. I would hate that. And also, that's the thing too that works is with the romance is that it never like for seventy five percent of it, it kind of feels like it doesn't feel like a romance. Like it feels just like a um, it feels like just a couple people having fun, like a flame. Yeah, it, it's very like slow and natural, like their love that they build, and you. I mean, I felt myself falling in love with them at the same time. Like it, it makes you believe in love for a movie that is staunchly against the idea i believe in love yeah i don't know maybe yeah i love i go back and forth i love lamp that's a good point i do love lamp so i got Uh, you got me on that one okay should i go into what i watched go for it okay so um real quick trial of the chicago seven also fucking amazing movie yeah you had a mike keaton you had a good week you had a pretty pretty top-notch quality week and Ted Lasso is my favorite fucking show. I wish I was Ted Lasso. Yeah, you uh, you tossed me some uh, some credentials to help me watch yeah, this. You wanna, yeah, you want to say my password live on TV? That's yeah, it's right it's now. um, 
Yeah, it's uh, Milkman Four. <laughs> yep. No, they uh, we laugh, but it's real. Try it. I want to um. Now that you have Apple TV Plus, though, because that uh that Tom Holland movie, Cherry, the Russo movie, the one that they're directing, yeah, yeah. they uh the poster came out today and mm. it says for your consideration. So it looks like they're pushing for Tom Holland oh. to get an Oscar. Wow, that would be wild. Yeah, apparently it's a really like it's about a true story about a guy. I think he's a is is he a drug addict who robs a bank or something? Like it's like it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I'm excited to watch that. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I have Apple TV Plus to check out Ted Lasso because everyone said it's like the most gloriously funny, happy show ever. Yeah, it's like so feel good, fun, and like Ted Lasso is just unflappable. You can't knock that guy off his. Uh, I'm a big Jason Statham guy. Yeah, he's great. I I think like he kind of got stuck in that like playing the douchebag role for a little while in all that was what i was gonna say he's really good at being a douche but i feel like he actually has a lot of good charisma uh just as a likable likable nice guy yeah he's just like super jolly and um it's also funny that ted lasso is based on an nbc sports soccer commercial yeah oh is that what it's based on yeah because i saw them like talking about or i saw that in the credits and i did not understand it no, yeah, it's based on it's based on NBC Sports when they the Premier League they just had like three or four commercials about Ted Lasso and then like they created a whole show out of it and apparently like the fact that's really good is insane. Yeah, I mean, you know me, I fucking hate advertising more than anything. Well, not more than anything. I mean, if you can pull a good concept creatively, so. Yeah, and yeah, it's like a genuine, heartfelt show, and um, I feel. Sorry to to take a tangent again, but like in Ted Lasso and Palm Springs, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of the like former cynical comedic writers like uh, Bill Lawrence did Scrubs uh, doing a lot. It's like it's much more optimistic and sincere, but it still has that like edge to it. I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like it's a trend in comedies that oh, I, I, yeah. gonna continue hopefully i mean we need some yeah, optimism too. i love that shit yeah that's like my voice in writing it's optimist blind optimism I mean, yeah kind of like i mean you read down and out you know how it is that's a pretty optimistic script about a yeah. uh a man who falls down <laughs> and, he, and he's left out in the streets yep. down and out that, yep it's a 400 page epic <laughs> <laughs> uh All right. what'd you watch Okay, I watched. I'm gonna highlight two things also, and I'll be quick because uh, you hi- I hijacked Palm Springs, but you hijacked the entire fucking yeah. what we watch segment. It's just like a boxing match up here. We go back and forth. I mean, this is the most I think you've actually said in the beginning of a podcast in our entire six episode run. You're like feeling. I've never watched anything and never been prepared. That's true. So I'm giving you the spotlight. This is a Nick centric episode. Appreciate it. Uh, okay, so I watched uh, first. I got Tenet on a 4K Blu-ray, and that was the movie I was referencing that we're going to watch together because you need to see it. Right. Uh, Watched it the other day. I still think that movie absolutely owns. Uh, It's kind of became like a bit of a a pop culture punching bag, but I think Mm -hmm. hopefully in like a year or two when it's kind of removed from the the whole, you know, pandemic, like, oh, there was a whole botched release plan and yada, yada, yada. 
uh, it'll kind of be looked at as what it is, which I think is a really, really good James Bond, non-James Bond movie that Ooh, has time travel. John David Washington is a movie star. I think this is the, I mean, I, I've loved him for a while, Black Klansman and Ballers. I think he was great. Yeah, he's sick. Oh, I thought of a hilarious joke last night. I forgot to text you. Um, can I say it? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what? No, never mind. Cut this part. It's okay. not a joke. It's just a tweet idea. Okay. Anyway, uh, Robert Pattinson is like one of my, I think he's probably my favorite working actor. He's up there. Uh, I forgot that he was in three. this. Yeah. And he is unreal. Like he's basically just Christopher Nolan. Like that's who he's, that's, that's who he he's Christopher Nolan. That's Chris Nolan loves to put a character in the movie that is absolutely modeled after him. And, oh, really? and, and Robert Pattinson's got the blonde hair and he looks like Chris Nolan. Um, like pretty tasty treat. It is. Wait. And he's really good. He's great in the action scenes. Uh, he's just, I don't know. I, I thought, I think this movie is absolutely brilliant. Um, I still don't really know what's going on in it. I don't think it's Christopher Nolan. No spoilers, Nolan's. please. I won't. I don't know. That's the show. I, I don't think I can spoil this movie because I don't know what happens. Uh, that's what I keep hearing. Chris, so Christopher Nolan, uh, I don't think it's his best movie. Um, I still stand by The Prestige being his my favorite movie of his. Oh, yeah. Um, this is definitely, though, m like middle of the pack, but also like he's just throughout so many great movies that it's um, – well, like I said, I think once this movie kind of removes itself from the pandemic and it kind of just is looked at as a movie on its own, um, I think it'll hopefully be viewed in a better light. And I will say, having subtitles is is game changer yeah. for the movie. Yeah, you can't, I couldn't, I missed probably 60% of the dialogue in theaters when I saw it. Wow, I heard it was bad. I didn't know it was that bad. I don't think it's bad. I just, it's the way he likes to edit. He just likes bombastic, like, he does this thing where he'll edit the sound, the like the gunshots or the explosions, mixing it, and he won't bump up the speech because he'll he likes to say it's natural, it's authentic, which it is. Like you wouldn't yeah. be able to hear someone speak, but also like movies aren't made to be completely authentic. You want to know, yeah. it, especially when it's exposition that's being said, mm -hmm. and and you miss out on it. But then it was also weird because only so valuable. But also, I do think Warner Brothers does this thing, and they have done it. They did it with The Dark Knight. They did it with Interstellar, where they'll go back, and without kind of telling him, they'll kind of like fix the movie sound because <laughs> because <laughs> um, I don't know. Like it was a big complaint, and they want they want people to be able to hear. So I think I yeah. did hear it better. But also, like I was wearing headphones when I watched it, so that might have been also why. Maybe That's I true. caught more dialogue. But yeah, Tenet, great. And then the other movie I watched uh, was called Anything for Jackson. It's a Shudder original. Shudder is mm. tied with HBO Max. It's my favorite streaming service with their catalog. Oh, there's a hot take. I've not heard yeah. that before. And uh, Anything for Jackson is a movie about a, a, a pregnant woman and an old couple. And they basically, um, the old couple is trying to get back their dead grandson and that's i don't as for a spoiler podcast i don't really want to say anything else which is funny because you haven't seen it and i don't know if you would watch it but this movie actually genuinely unnerved me there's some spooky oh yeah the, some of the imagery in this movie actually shook shooketh me um Ooh. so should i say it then yeah go for it and spoil okay. it because i ain't watching spooky shit. okay well there's this one there's this one scene involving um 
one of those like elevators inside the house um and this big ghost is in it like someone with like like a sheet over their head and they get out and it turns out they're like nine foot tall and it's really fucking terrifying there's a part with an old woman and and it's a it's uh it's a spirit but she turns around she's flossing her teeth but she's flossing the gums because her teeth are all out and it's blood and there's just i don't know it's all about like i thought um, she was like doing a dance flossing no it's all about it's all also be scary that would it also would have been kind of weirdly fit i like when horror movies will do weird shit like that a tiktok halloween like insidious when there's just the person doing the dance (laughs) there's that in insidious yeah (laughs) news to me um but anything for jackson uh it's essentially it's a it's about satanism and uh essentially trying to talk to a spirit to get someone who get their child uh back into like essentially their spirit to go into another vessel so they this old couple the movie starts out with like this old couple in the morning at breakfast and you don't really know what's happening and then uh you hear the woman go like oh she's out there and then it walks out it's all in one take and then you just see them like burst in the door and they're carrying this pregnant woman choking her out and it starts out really like you're like oh shit and it's just this like old couple you don't really think anything of and then it basically it turns out like you start to get in pieces and pe- and find out like oh they're a part of a sat- satan like a satanistic club or is that the word S- satanist club? satanic club yeah satanic club like essentially they like it's they- not a cult it's just like a like a well, country club yeah because you find out later that like most of them aren't serious but there's like one guy who is who essentially you imagine is the guy who probably shot would shoot up a school like that's, that's what he, that's who he looks like and he's essentially very like he takes it very seriously and he wants to like bring back the the main demon and it's just i the movie actually was, it was and it's funny the guy who directed it um apparently his f- filmography consisted of just like hallmark movies before this <laughs> And like That's the fact, sweet. and he went for he like got the bag and made a movie he really wanted to. That's impressive, honestly. Yeah, to, to break out of that uh, system is impressive. And I just I think Shutter is up there in terms of like if you really like they're they're most of their original movies are all really high regarded. They're all really original and well done. Uh, and this was another one where I was just like, wow. And I've heard a lot about it because I keep seeing tweets. But yeah, this was a good one. Highly recommended to people, unlike Nick, who won't get spooked easily. But mm. also, like, I got spooked and I don't really get scared. So that's what does that say about the movie? <laughs> it, it, uh, it's scary. Yes. Uh, yeah, but that's what I watched this week. I watched some other stuff, but those are the two I want to highlight. Uh, but before we jump into the news, I think we need to talk about something pretty important that we kept forgetting to talk about. Yes, our sponsor this week is Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. <laughs> That's uh, not true. They are, they come in cans uh, made of aluminum usually, but you can also get it in a bottle made of glass. I don't believe they do the silver bullet metal bottle can thing. Uh, they also come in uh, 40 ounce bottles. Can we if talk? You can find it. Can we talk about the Mandalorian? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but I'll finish I, the ad read later. Yes. Uh, the Mandalorian, it ended this week. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't know what else there is to really say about it other than I think it was pretty damn, pretty damn perfect as an episode of television. Pretty damn cool. Yeah. You, there was a, you know that video I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> the Lakers guy or Clippers guy. <laughs> That's how I felt watching the whole episode. Um. We didn't talk about it last week, but 
essentially. It was just, uh, wasn't it the Bill Burr episode? Yeah, last week's episode was too real for me to even talk yeah. about. It was so sick. Yeah, last we week's totally episode. didn't forget. But this week, uh, the crew, which consists of Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Uh, Katan. Um, Chris Katan. <laughs> yep. That's who should play her. I'm going to send... Chris Kattan should play Venick. <laughs> yeah, everyone. The whole cast. Like Dr. Doolittle. Or no. Uh, the Nutty Professor. That's the one. <laughs> it's a, Eddie Murphy, the man. Coming to America 2 trailer. <laughs> coming to America had like Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. And it was oh, like, yeah. it, it reminded me of the fatties. Dropping Thunder. Jack or Jeff Portnoy. Jeff <laughs> Portnoy. Um, but yeah, this episode starts out with them going uh looking for a crew to kind of go onto Moff Gideon's ship to rescue Grogu and it's essentially just a really action-packed episode that has uh we didn't a... say the rest of the crew who else is there Boba Arjun, Fett Boba Fett and prisoner number whatever Bill Burr is well no Fett. not this season not this episode wait what episode are we talking about the finale Oh yeah, okay. Sorry, I I was still talking about last week. I'm no, I just said good. I just said good episode last week, and now we're yeah. on the, the finale. All right, uh, yeah, finale. Boom. Let's do so it. Has them going after Grogu. Uh, a lot of action. There is a lightsaber spear fight involving so dope. Gideon and um, Din Jardin. Jardin. Yes. Uh, you got honestly a way better. Uh, female empowerment moment than Endgame. No, no offense yeah, to Endgame. Waxed. CC the Russo brothers, fake feminists. You got four. You got uh, what was it? Bo-Katan, uh, Fennec, Cara Dune, and then whoever. Uh, I forget the other Sasha Banks character. I forget her yeah. name. But I anyway, also forget. Uh, the whole bit with like uh, Cara Dune with her big rifle not working, and then just using it as a jackhammer, essentially. Yeah. Like, it's just just shit like that. Like, The Mandalorian gave us just 45 minutes of pure popcorn fun. And then it decided at the end of the episode to just whip its cock out and just stroke it all over us and give us something that we didn't really know we were going to get. Uh, Luke Skywalker. Spoiler alert. Bing, bang. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so an X-Wing shows up when you think that the, the crew's pretty much fucked with the dark troopers outside just by the way speaking of the dark troopers that whole uh mando fighting the dark trooper and just like smacking his head and like oh, just yeah. drilling him like that's just shit it was just throwing back to uh his oberon days it reminded me of uh the terminator like it felt like yeah, they were yeah fighting the terminator it. and uh but they're outside the dark troopers are like a whole a whole battalion of them are trying to break into the room and the next wing shows up and the elevator opens up and you just see a green lightsaber and you're kind of like, oh shit, they're going to do the thing, I think. And then it's just an unreal, very, very um, similar in both look and tone to the Darth Vader scene at the end mm-hmm. of Rogue One. And it's actually pretty cool because like, it's like, oh, like my father before me. Like, yeah, it's the whole... The classic uh, Star Wars theme. And uh, yeah, and Luke Skywalker shows up, takes Grogu to go train him. And honestly, this episode kind of hit me. I teared up a little bit with just mm-hmm. uh, Mando taking his mask off so that it's essentially like, um, and I just found this out actually, 
I didn't think about this. It's similar to the Return of the Jedi scene when Darth Vader takes his mask off for Luke to oh, see. True. And it's like, yeah, it's really fucking just, I don't know. It's and deception. then Mando died right after that. Yeah, he blew just up. Like Vader. He blew up. Um, well, a part of his heart died. Moff Gideon ripped him apart, asshole first. <laughs> and That's now, the, the cold open of season three, episode one. Asshole Moff Gideon just, mu- like mouth nose eyes all up in his ass but uh yeah this episode was perfect i don't really know what else we should say about it um well i'm i kind of want to talk a little like what's going to be next for mr mando yeah well first before you do that the other thing is there's a post credit scene which uh, a lot of people were confused about that finally got cleared up this week was uh it was boba fett who just like leaves in the middle of the battle and everyone was like oh (laughs) where's he going turns out he went with fennec to uh Jabba's palace and it the post credit scene ends with him uh, freeing a slave and then sitting on the throne after killing I forget it's a big character but I forget his name he's a twee I know that's his race um yeah find the name for me but he uh he kills he kills him and then you see Boba Fett and Fennec on the throne and then it goes book of Boba Fett coming 2021 so a lot of people were kind of confused and thinking like oh is mando season three just going to be book of boba fett john Favreau said this week that it turns out that when kathleen kennedy said in the investor meeting that um the next she said the next chapter of the mandalorian saga will be in 2021 she a lot of people thought it meant season but the wording was actually uh boba fett season or boba fett season one I'm assuming unless it's a mini series will be 2021 and then Mando season three will be 2022. Yeah. Which makes me sad because I want more Mando, you know, but honestly, I kind of like that. This was, it, it, it kind of reminds me of like, well, end game kind of is a um, difference because it was pandemic involved, but mm. like there being a huge gap in between like a big moment. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's, that still was a big gap. Like, what Endgame was April of last year, and Spider Man was July. Oh, okay, all right. Well, so Spider Man, and then it was going all the way up until March was the original. Yeah, now Black we're date. now we're a whole we're year and a half after. Yeah, uh, but, Bib Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. What a yeah. sick name. Bib Foreskin Tuna. <laughs> all right, what do you think about way worse? What do you think about season three? Um, I so I think it'll have to do with like uh Bo-Katan and her shit with the dark saber now that Mando's in charge. Yeah, you think it's going to be like the battle of Mandalore? Like it'll be like essentially yeah. who's going to be the I think it's going to be kind of Game of Thrones-ish. I the hope. show is kind of feeling like a Game of Thrones now that they're introducing all these other people. I like it. I hope. Um and I think I don't know, this might be like uh sacrilege but i think mando might not wear his helmet for most of next season i hope so i kind of want him to take it off and kind of almost like go through a a a struggle of religion like almost like deal with his like almost like overcoming his beliefs and think like maybe his beliefs weren't 100 percent right yeah i mean clearly his faith has been shaken by the new world that he lives in and all the shit he's gone through um and also like if he's gonna find grogu eventually he would want him to recognize him right 
Yeah, he'd be like, he's hey, gonna go live on Mandalore. Everybody's gonna fucking look like him. With look at me, that. it's Pedro Pascal with a stash. <laughs> yeah, which also something funny that I saw this week compared to last week was uh, last week when uh, Din took his mask off to during the whole um, the like Inglorious Bastards esque scene with the with the officer. Mm-hmm. He had a mustache, and then this week it was shaved off. <laughs> oh. And I'm wondering if did wonder if Disney just CGI'd it off and just was like, uh, it's kind of weird that this guy just has like only a stash if he doesn't take his mask <laughs> yeah. off. But uh, I mean, I'm assuming he takes his mask off. I just think he can't show his face to people. I think that was the whole thing. I think he's allowed mm-hmm. to take his mask off because, I mean, how does he eat? Like he has to take his mask off to eat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I think he's gonna start showing his face. Yeah, he's gonna be like, hey, my name's Din, and this is my life. Yeah. Welcome to MTV Cribs, and it's just going to be him on Mandalore. Yeah, in the Mandalorian <laughs> Palace. Uh, That'd be but, a pretty funny, uh, like, web short for them to do. I feel like John Favreau could pull that off. Or we can. Yeah. We came All up right. with it. Let's get Dave on the phone. All right. Uh, I like your idea for Mandal- Mandalorian Season 3. I do think they're going to do the whole, like, uh, who's going to possess the Darksaber, and there's going to mm-hmm. probably have to be a fight between... Um, Din and Bo. I think yeah. they're gonna have to but also like a lot of people were like, Oh, does that mean that she has to kill him? But like he didn't kill Yeah, Moff. he didn't kill Moff Gideon. So, so like honestly wrestle. Also Din could just be like, Here, punch me in the face and knock me out. Just deny yeah. it out and be like, You take your dark saber. Like yeah. but I don't think they're gonna do that. I'm sure there's yeah, gonna be I more Din's like moral code is more complex than Well that. also I think there's gonna be a little bit more where like maybe Maybe there's they're gonna introduce another element that's gonna make like Bo and Din Jarden kind of like come at odds. Yeah, that'll probably like maybe yeah. like the way they, that Bo they'll definitely raise the tension in that. Well, maybe like the way that Bo wants to handle Mandalore, and then maybe like Din Jarden will be yeah. like, "Wait, that's not the right way to do this." And then like, and then it that. becomes a political thriller where they have a tense election. Exactly, and then it turns out that Bo Katan just tweets. Uh, tweets that the the election was rigged for three months while not doing her job <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway uh mandalore no, we're, we're not political on this point yeah we don't, we don't no we don't take no, those very fine people on both sides obviously um but yeah we we don't have an official stance definitely leaning towards the alt-right though i mean obviously exactly uh mandalore finale Great finale. I'm really sad it's over, but that in two weeks we're going to have WandaVision, so we're going to be right back at it talking about that, which I'm sure is going to be a crazy time. Uh, Yeah, that show is going to be wild. Uh, Imagine if it sucks, though. (laughs) That'd be so funny. That would suck. Like, I don't think it possibly can. No, and also the fact that they're rolling with this one first. If they didn't have confidence in it, they would have just held off and waited for Falcon Winter Soldier. And also, they hired one of the... They hired a staff writer off the show to write Captain Marvel, so I think they're pretty confident in, like... The storytellers who were involved. I mean, I'm just assuming, like, at this point, I don't think Marvel can miss because even their weaker stuff's still good. Yeah. Like, their worst movie, so to speak, is Thor The Dark World, which I still, isn't that bad. Yeah, like, honestly, I went back. I thought it was okay. It's not the best, but, like, now it also is relevant because of Endgame. So, yeah. like... And, yeah, I thought it was better after watching Endgame. Anyway. Magic of Marvel, baby. On to the news. We're going from Marvel to DC. Ooh. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, or is it Wonder Woman 1984 is the full title, I think. 
I think so. Uh, stylized is just 84. It releases on Friday at 12 Eastern Standard Time on HBO Max and also in theaters. Uh, so the reviews have dropped this week. So far, it's been getting some pretty positive reviews. A lot of the reviews are saying... Um, I want to ask your opinion about this, actually. A lot of the consensus seems to be like, this is the movie we need right now, while not necessarily saying like, it's good, but you know, like it's the movie we need right now where like, it's not them saying like, it's just this mind blowing movie. Um, does that, do you take that in your own eyes as like, it's a bad movie, but just cause it's really entertaining and like very like optimistic, we kind of need it. Or do you take that as like, um, the way that that's like worded, do you, do you, do you think like, Oh man, that kind of stinks. Or are you just kind of mm-hmm. like, I'm just glad that at least it's entertaining. Like, yeah, I mean, I never expected it to be like a mind-blowingly good movie, and maybe it will be, and I'll be proven wrong, but I think that's perfectly fine if that's, like, the general consensus. And I think no matter what the movie's about, really, uh, a big action blockbuster is what movie fans need, I think. Yeah. Because we haven't really had one all year. Just I mean, escapism. Yeah. And Tenet, I don't know what happens. I avoided all the trailers and shit. There's but a it pandemic. still seems, yeah, it still seems like grounded in our universe, like our world at least. Whereas sort of. DC, yeah, but like, you know what I mean? Where it's like DC, no, it's just its whole other thing. Pure escapism. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm personally really excited for it. I liked Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, the first My one quite a DC bit. Movie, I think. The third act was um. Bit 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 rough. I yeah. I first I liked it more when I watched it last time, but uh, yeah. apparently Patty Jenkins came out this week and said that it was Warner Brothers' idea to do the big CGI battle, and it wasn't Sounds her idea. Right. She wanted to do something a little more grand, smaller scale. Which I'm assuming in Wonder Woman '84, she probably got a little bit more creative control. Yeah. Probably was allowed to do, but also like it seems like this is going big. So yeah, I'm hoping Pedro Pascal is. Also, look at that guy. He gets a lot of work, eh? I'm hoping he'll be like who he is, like the the billionaire villain, whoever that guy's supposed to be, and not like secretly a god or some shit like that. Um, yeah. Um, I'd rather it be just keep Kristen Wiig as the crazy, fancy, fun villain, and then he's doing his own thing, and he, we don't need another CGI battle. Uh yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm looking forward to this movie. Uh, the review, I've, honestly, like when it comes to reviews, I, I I'll pay attention, but I don't. I try not to let them kind of sway me because, like, I'm pretty much like I'm gonna watch this movie and it's on HBO Max and I'm gonna give it a go. Uh, I'm really excited. I plan on watching it that night. Uh, that and Soul because that's also releasing oh, yeah. on Friday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm looking forward. That was that's the Wonder Woman news. I mean, the reviews just released and it seems yeah. like it's a pretty solid movie. Mm-hmm. So the other news uh, that came out is also Warner Brothers themed. After the big HBO Max debacle that's been happening with uh, basically every movie going straight to HBO Max and them not telling anyone and then everyone being like, well, what the fuck? Uh, it's funny. There's actually a juxtaposition with like uh, the trailer for Denzel Washington's new movie, The Little Things, dropped yesterday. And that's coming to HBO Max. Right, right. And that looks really good. And then after that, uh, it came out that Warner Brothers uh, is actually might delay Dune into 2022. 
to try to keep the theatrical only model, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with. I mean, I want Denny Villeneuve to, to, to get his way. Cause I do believe in the, the creative having like his, his movie. If he, if he's willing to delay the movie and everyone on all sides is like, whatever, delay it. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Cause I want to see the movie. Mm-hmm. I also don't think Dune's going to be this, uh, billion dollar movie that that apparently everyone seems to think it is i think it's going to do okay but yeah. i don't think that releasing on hbo max is going to kill the franchise potential the way that it seems like uh denny and um a couple other people seem to seem to think that it's gonna completely hinder the ability for them to make it into a franchise i mean again blade runner 2049 big grand scale 250 million dollar movie uh didn't make as much as they had hoped what again that was r-rated and i think dune's pg-13 so it has and also it's more akin to star wars and like game of thrones apparently it's the thing that it says is it's game of thrones in space which like that sounds awesome yeah but like it just seems like a really weird movie that i just don't know how much of the mass appeal because when you ask like normal people uh, normal people when you ask people who aren't like okay, normies yeah when you ask people who aren't invested in uh movies and the um the real cinephiles like us yeah uh it doesn't like seem my like mom they're... my mom doesn't know what dune is yeah my like people don't star know Wars is and avengers and justice and granted people didn't know what star wars was when it came out but like True. that was different back in 77 versus now we're like yeah. people are really afraid to take the risk of like something they don't know and the only way i mean granted the way this could go is like first couple weeks it um you know makes it decent money and then it starts to build and then it becomes like avatar where like it's just like people are seeing it like five weeks in because like the word of mouth is big that's the hope and again i'm hoping that it does really well in theaters because i think that movie deserves to be seen i'm just on the belief that like by September next year, when this movie was supposed to come out on HBO Max and theaters, like I just think you should have just held it there, and you know maybe like theaters are a little more open, people have the ability to go see it more, but also like I don't know, we'll see what happens. There's a chance. I think they're so wrong in thinking that uh, putting it on HBO Max would kill the franchise potential. I feel like it's the opposite because it'll make it way more accessible to way more people. Yeah, granted, like it won't make the same amount of money it would make yeah. in theaters, but. I just don't it's, think it's, it's going less of a risk to yeah. put it on HBO Max and build a fan base online. Exactly. But also like, TV shows are way more popular than movies. I think it's legendary arena. pictures. That's really against the idea because it doesn't benefit them. Yeah, true. So that's, that's where I'm also on the firm belief. Like it sucks that legendary is getting shafted. The other thing I saw was Godzilla versus Kong is also being discussed, but the only, but difference with that is, the only way that can go on HBO Max is if Warner Brothers is willing to basically offer the same package Netflix offered uh, them to sell Godzilla versus Kong to Netflix. So so Warner Brothers has to buy out their contract, which I honestly think that Warner Brothers is going to buy out for Godzilla versus Kong and they'll just put it on HBO Max because that's... Mm -hmm. But Dune sounds like there's a whole legal battle involved where I think Dune's going to end up just getting delayed again. Like, I don't see that. And I, I think that movie doesn't end up on HBO Max. Um, I feel like delaying it might be worse. It is. I don't. Like the worst option they have, dude. Like it sucks. Like I know they're gonna keep delaying it, but like No Time to Die, the Bond movie, mm-hmm. at this point, like it's 
they should just release the movies that are on the shelf. Like you just kind of have to bite the bullet because there's just, you can't, that's the thing is like, there's a shelf life for these things and like no one's going to really give a shit if the Dune's like, because what happens if Dune gets delayed and then something like Avatar 2 comes out and everyone wants to go see that and then Dune just makes like five bucks. Yeah. (laughs) Also like Billie Eilish is probably getting shafted for that that song that she did never got its real day in the sun she got she got paid oh yeah i mean yeah surely she got paid but those royalties yeah well she'll get it she'll she'll get it yeah um yeah so dune's probably going theatrical and then that's about it and then i mean there's no other news really the other the crudes oh yeah that uh we're not gonna bring that up talk about the crudes it's what the people want i was gonna talk about chadwick real quick yeah that's better didn't talk about it and what we watched because I wasn't going to highlight it because the other two were, I thought, um, you know, more more higher up on my, like, what I enjoyed this week. But I did watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix, the new uh, August Wilson-based uh, or adapted play movie, I guess. You got it. It was uh, a movie. With Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman in one of his last roles. I do think uh, – Kevin Feige said he did a lot of recording for what if, so his voice will be in that. So that'll be cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Chadwick's Bozeman's performance is really what I'm going to highlight here. And I'm just going to say that I thought he was pretty amazing. Um, I'm hoping that he at least gets nominated for best supporting actor, if not wins. Cause I think that it would be really cool to kind of recognize him. Cause I mean, he's just, just a great talent. Um, someone that sucks that we lost. He was just, he's amazing in it. And um yeah i also thought the movie was just good in general but i think chadwick and is kind of the reason that people will probably watch it like that's the thing that's Mm -hmm. really drawing them in and uh yeah just he was really great um the only thing i'll say is i think his defy bloods performance might cancel him out because he's also great in that. that or that's more likely to get nominated I just think like it's the same thing that happened with uh in 2006 with Leo and The Departed. Oh yeah. Uh he got nominated for Blood Diamond for some reason. <laughs> like like they might like I think he's better in this but The Five Bloods cuz he's he plays this ghostly figure in it and it feels mm-hmm. very like poetic the way he's like oh, okay. so they might I don't know. We'll see. But I do think he deserves a nomination for this and honestly probably a win cuz I thought he was great. Well, well deserved if he gets it for either one. Um yeah all right i think it's about time we jump into the movie of the week now remember this is just a storyboard but here is our preliminary total tank tv spot okay now we've got santa he's up in the north pole he's getting ready for christmas oh no problem it's just a little thing the elves what about the elves? They look so funny. Well, they're supposed to look funny. They're elves. Just my opinion. Can't they look a little younger? With silver specks on their cheeks? Can we continue here? Okay. Now this year, Santa's not going out in a sleigh. This time, he's going total tank. <laughs> Wait a minute. No way. No way Santa's going anywhere without his sleigh. He would if he's trying to sell the total tank. Well, isn't that a pretty picture? Santa rolling down the block in a panzer. 
Well, kids, I, I certainly hope you've been good this year, because it looks like Santa just took out the Pearson home. It's coming! Oh. And another thing, but what about the reindeer? Reindeer and Santa, Santa and a reindeer, it, it's kind of a package deal. Calvin, you don't believe in Santa, do you? Calvin, can we get back to the presentation? But I'm not done yet. All right. Yeah, let me it's, pull up my notes I took on this movie. Yeah, yeah. I took... I, I had took, some thoughts. Yeah, there's, there's some things I got to bring up. But uh, the Santa Claus is a Disney 1994 movie. Mm-hmm. It's obviously about Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's uh, starring Tim Allen at, like, the peak of Tim Allen-ness. Yeah. And... Uh, he was living in 94. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it, it's about a, a man named Scott Calvin and his son, Charlie. Um, Charlie's who, a little fucking prick. I'll yeah, we'll get into that. Don't <laughs> worry. Uh, Tim Allen as Scott Calvin, an ordinary man who accidentally causes Santa Claus to fall from his roof on Christmas Eve. And him and his son, young son, Charlie, have to finish up St. Nick's trip and deliveries where they go to the North Pole and Scott learns that he must become the new Santa and convince those he loves that he is indeed Santa Claus. Uh, this movie was a pretty big hit in 1994. $22 million budget, $190.5 million box office. Um, yeah, this movie was... It's a lot higher budget than I expected. I mean, it has some... For, the I effects mean, the, aren't bad for the, the era. The reindeer effects were kind of got wonky, but like the North Pole stuff was all pretty. The practical good. reindeer that was pretty good, I thought. Like the, the like the fucking they have like faces that aren't real. Yeah, no, it was great. animatronics. Yeah, yeah. Um, '90s were great for that shit. Mm-hmm. But okay, this movie, I I mean, this is one of my uh, it's up there for one of my like. I don't know if it's one of my favorite, favorite Christmas movies, but it's up there for one that I remember the most as a kid watching a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hadn't seen it in like probably five or six years. Actually, oh, yeah. probably pr- probably longer. It's a it's an annual watch for me at the holiday season. So yeah, so uh, you knew more than what I knew about like what I was getting myself into. Yeah, I've had plenty of thoughts about the Santa Claus for a while. And now. then uh, first things first, if you really dissect what this movie is about, it's about a man who murders someone on a roof and then steals his job. Like that's that's what this yeah. is. It's the American dream. I know. Like he just he kills a guy and then he's just like, all right, I guess it's my job now. Mm, this is a nice jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, I mean, to be fair, he doesn't want the job. He just he, wanted to kill the guy. Yeah. So he kills the guy. And then he's like, I don't want his job. Yeah. But then he's like, you get you 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 reap the benefits you sow, or you sow the benefits you reap. I think you reap you reap what you sow. I'm saying reek. Oh, it's not that. <laughs> like Game of Thrones, reek. Yeah. But, uh, no, you reap it like yeah. the Grim Reaper. Aha, well, Reaper, he's dead. And he uses a scythe, which is a gardening tool. Anyway. This is one of many things that I've learned from reading the back of Miller High Life bottles. We're still in the ad read. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, that's that's all I got. Uh, the Santa, But, yeah, so he kills the guy, steals his job, then bitches... To 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 the the place the place of, a lot of complaining yeah and then they're all like I mean you did this you got and and you should, why would you put the jacket on and also you should have read the fine print of the business card again further proof that any contract you have make sure you look at every single detail because yeah. this guy didn't realize that when he put that jacket on he was gonna gain five hundred pounds 
Yeah, I mean, also read everything when you put a jacket on. Just it, read the whole jacket. Exactly. You don't know whose jacket you're stealing. You might be stealing good old Saint Nick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I mean, I I think like there was honestly for for how like it's 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 kitty. It's like a kids movie, but it it gets away with some shit. Yeah. Uh, one that you texted me about it, and I also wrote it down in my notes is that Tim Allen should not have hit on that elf. The one that looks like a child because it is a child actor. Yeah, she was probably 10. Yeah. And Tim Allen's all like, hey, you look pretty good for your age. And she's all like, sorry, I'm seeing someone else. And I'm just like. I'm seeing someone in rapping. Sick line. Yeah, also. I start using that when I, I wonder, get it on, which happens all the time. I wonder if. I'm honestly thinking, what kind of rapping are we talking? Are we talking. Yeah, talking, maybe she was dating Biz Markey. No, I meant like rapping his dick. Like, is, oh, he, is he a rapper? I was, I went the other way. Yeah. Anyway, it's a kid actor. He shouldn't be. Never mind. Uh, but... I mean, she's older than us. We were not born when the movie came out. She's like twelve years older than us, probably. Good point. Let's get Judy on the pod. All right, calling Judy. <laughs> All right, and then the other thing that I gotta say about this is, um, t- there's there's this one part where uh, he you know early on they're going they they burn the turkey and they go to denny's and charlie's all like i don't want to fucking go to denny's and he's just like everyone loves denny's it's an american institution and then there's a hard cut to an asian man oh really i did <laughs> yeah, not even you notice, didn't notice that. that yeah it's no. like and like honestly like and oh that was not chill <laughs> and there's no way around it that that's not what they were doing like that was yeah. that was absolutely their point was the, and it got a laugh out of me because i was just like wow they went there <laughs> Wasn't expecting it. Yeah. yeah, and then there's just this whole like Denny section of divorce. This kid fucking sucks. Who doesn't like Denny's? I kind of like Grand it. Slam. I'm honestly starving right now because we went into recording before I ate, so we talk about Denny's too much, and I'm ready to ready to go to town. Yeah, I feel bad. I felt bad from not getting chocolate milk. I've been there. Like you order chocolate milk, they're all out, and you got to take white milk. Dude, which fucking out, sucks. Dude, they're out of fucking everything. Yeah, this Denny's is pretty whack, honestly. Yeah, no Maybe wonder he was right. No wonder he doesn't like Denny's. Fucking Denny's. What do you get? I got I got some other bones to pick with this kid. Uh, I don't know if you remember when he woke up his dad because he heard such a clatter on the roof. Uh, or no, 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 sorry. In the morning when he woke up his dad, he was wearing his Tims. Like, why is he wearing boots in the house? And certainly don't wear them on your dad's bed. That's that's weird. Charlie's a fucking little prick. I don't well, know. unless unless Charlie fell asleep at at the North Pole, and then I guess they just didn't take his shoes okay. off. That's you know that's a party foul. You can't also, fall asleep with your shoes. Also, on. that's just a bone to pick with the elves. Like, take his shoes off. I guess yeah. it's weird to take someone's shoes off, but you know. I want to I want to talk shit about Tim Allen's character too, Scott Calvin. All right. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about with with Charlie? With Charlie? Um, I mean, I'm on the firm belief. I don't think he's at. I don't think he's. I think his dad early on in the movie, you're going to get into that. I just think Charlie's like a dad who just really like loves, he, he just, he was looking for a little bit of an outlet of, of a uh, belief and, you know, say what you want about Tim Allen's character, but he's very, very into the idea of like making Charlie kind of, you know, giving him the innocence yeah. of he childhood. He's a good dad. Like, I think he's a, the best parent in the movie. Yeah. And his mom sucks. And so does the therapist. Oh, dude, yeah, Paul Neil, or whatever. Neil. Neil. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Neil just like Santa Claus is yeah. an idea. I'm like, yeah. shut up, you fuck. Legit on my notes, I just wrote this therapist guy is so smug. Um, 
Oh, but I did. I found it weird. Like, why were they making fun of him being a psychiatrist the whole time? Like, there were several jokes about Dude, like him being a, a shrink. Like, but that, but that's, that's a, a very respective job. But that's a thing that happens with doctor. Like, for some reason, Hollywood, and I've noticed this about writing a movie, seems to love to like pick on the like. Well, you're not a real doctor because The Hangover yeah, does it the with the dentist. Too. Yeah, like that's it's the just line of the podcast. Every movie makes fun of doctors. Go back. Yeah, it's, it's like you're you're not a real doctor. You're a psychiatrist. I'm like yeah. I don't know. I feel like Tim. I Allen, would trust him more than most. Like I think Tim Allen and doctors. and the mom fucking need to shrink because yeah, right? they got a lot of shit they going got, on yeah they got shit to work out yeah um but all right talking shit about tim allen uh this reminded me of the captain america scene in the first avengers when he's in the presence of two gods and he tells black widow there's only one god ma'am and i'm pretty sure he doesn't look like that uh scott calvin is in santa's workshop in the present of elves and still doesn't believe in santa it's like being an anti-vaxxer. In I want to say something about the writing in this movie because you said that. Um, I Something I did remember or didn't think about was how just like fast-paced and it felt like there was some ad-libbing going on where like mm-hmm. they were just connecting a lot of pieces. Yeah. Um, because they like... Stuff, they let Tim Allen like do his work. They let him do the thing. So I think they kind of had to just make it like, oh, he's very like, he doesn't believe what he's seeing. And he's just like, they kind of just had to run with it. But speaking of that scene... When, when he's in the warehouse, there's this really funny part that for some reason made me laugh harder I like than that I think call it, it a warehouse. Yeah, because that's uh, all it is. Not a workshop. No, it's a warehouse. That's all, right. all it is. Cool. Capitalism. Yeah. But uh, he, <laughs> they, he talks about, he's like, what if I don't believe in this whole Santa Claus thing? I don't believe it. And then the whole, the whole, um, all the elves stop and they all look at him. Yeah. And then there's just that one elf who's a baby who looks over oh, yeah. <laughs> and his face is all like drooling. And I yeah. just, for some reason, I think it's the funniest thing in the world. And I can't find it on YouTube. Like they don't, they don't have like the scene and uh, it's, it's just, it's so funny. Um, the movie has a lot of really good, like editing bits with like very hard cuts to comedy and just like, a lot of the bits land like the whole like Santa Claus isn't in a tank. He's not in a Panzer. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. With like, also that is something that like companies think that people want to see. They want to see Santa like blowing up houses. <laughs> Which I mean, that could be a good movie. Yeah. You know, I would probably watch it. I, mean, I, I would like to see like bad Santa, not the movie with Billy Bob Thornton. Sick movie, by the way. Yeah. I love that uh, movie. But like Santa who just, fuck shit up on the bad kids houses santa who just fucks people and like he shits on their bed or something like a lump of coal is a nothing punishment no that's what they call it they call it a lump of coal yeah exactly I just yeah, have- he leaves him a lump of coal and it's always been a euphemism another thing the puppets in the santa claus bedroom was fucking freaky the the weird kid who shows up also with um where like when they're outside the north pole and he's just like standing there and he just like pulls out a literal pole. Oh yeah. Yeah, like that kid was creepy too. Yeah, there were a lot of little creepy creeps walking around in that workshop. Yeah, I don't trust those elves. Also, elves with attitude. Great. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. uh great NWA. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Oh, oh, speaking of those elves, the the like the ELFS scene. You know, like at the end with their elite. SEAL Team 6 Elves shit. with attitude. Yeah, exactly. Those guys should have been like their own series. Like there was a perfect franchise uh, 
potential there. Yeah, I don't know why that they were also just – I don't think they ever show up in any of the other Santa Clauses. Granted, I don't watch the other two Santa Clauses because I don't think they're that great. Oh, I think the second one's even better than the first. Maybe I'm The not, third one's just absurd. I – the whole the whole uh, Martin Short – actually, like, I kind of low-key think that's funny. I, I liked Martin Short, and I thought he did a very good job. But the movie just, like, is insane and makes no sense and is so hard to follow. Maybe the second one, I'm not thinking of it. Maybe I forget a lot about it. It's the one with the plastic Santa because he's got to go down to his hometown and find I mean, that one's someone such a, to marry. Uh, that one's such a weird one. <laughs> it is weird. The weirdest uh, rule that Santa has to be married. Also, also where's, where's, where's Mrs. Claus from this one? Like, did she just die when the current Santa died? Yeah, that's something that, and that's a, that's a hole in the writing. Like, did she, did, did, was this Santa just not, is that why he died? Because he got divorced? Yeah. He was just begging for someone to knock him off a roof. Um... Maybe that's Santa Claus 4, his well, Mrs. Claus's revenge. That's, that's the other thing that I like about this movie. Uh, something, because I feel like we were just cover asking a lot of like, what, what, what is it? Like, this, this is a weird movie, yeah. but there is something that the whole idea of like Santa Claus being like an actual cause and not like, mm-hmm. not being like, um, you know, Santa, it's, it's the James Bond theory where James Bond's yeah. a code word. Like, like Santa Claus exactly. is, is a code word. It's, it's someone who becomes Santa because they essentially yeah. take on the role and then it, it kind of just keeps it going. That's, that, to me, was actually like a creative writing. I think this, the movie did a lot of cool things with like the world the, of Santa. Yeah, you know? the, like the Every whole, movie has a different take on the lore. But uh, I liked the... I, it, it's weird, but I think it's like kind of fun and of the time to do kids as elves instead of like people with dwarfism or except when like, ex- except when tim allen's hitting on a 10 year old girl yeah, that that one is not so great and they also that's a, a huge hr violation because it's a boss hitting on a uh, subordinate maybe wait maybe we're just sitting here thinking where's fucking mrs claus tim allen is trying to cut out <laughs> the middleman and just yeah. make just make judy judy claus yeah just get some in-house cooking uh well, uh, that, hot ch- that, that hot chocolate looks fucking bomb. I gotta say. Yeah, they they know how to do that uh, up there. There's a uh, the I don't know if you watch him on YouTube, binging with Babish. Oh yeah, I love Babish. Yeah, he uh, just released actually the Judy. It's really funny the timing. The Judy hot chocolate, how to make oh, it. Oh nice. So I'm like kind of curious. I kind of yeah. want to make it. We we you know there's the whole bit of Tim Allen or Scott Calvin. We should just call him because that's the name yeah. SC Scott Calvin. Yeah. Uh, Hilarious you know there's the whole like him kind of dealing with the idea of like he's becoming santa like he's gaining a lot of weight yeah (laughs) i think that was a such a fun sequence like those scenes back home when he's going to the doctor fat as shit my favorite my favorite part is what he's like there's something wrong with the scale something wrong with the mirror and then he just runs (laughs) up the mirror and screams in it (laughs) yeah um you could totally do like a an edit of the the movie to make a trailer for like a man going insane like psychological thriller type movie i know you just cut out all the north pole sequences and just a man thinking he's santa claus yeah also uh thank you for pointing out that like cutting out the north pole sequence he is not santa for that much of the movie no it's like not until like the last 20 minutes no this movie is an origin story of a superhero yeah like like it's essentially (laughs) like that like he doesn't become he doesn't become the real santa claus until the end of the movie it really is batman begins no honestly it's a a perfect mirror for the dark knight trilogy like and that's not like us like we're joking but that's legitimately the the way that it's funny but it's true yeah it's an origin story 
Santa it Claus is a start- very similar story. Santa Claus started the MCU before. Yeah. Iron Man. Tim Allen was streets ahead. Then he, you know, he's becoming Santa. He's just having like random kids sit on his lap at soccer games. Yeah. Weirdly. That, uh, that was like fucked up then. Imagine that scene now. I know. Like, I, I mean, it would play out way differently. You'd have parents beating the shit out of it. I think Disney would legit cut that scene out of a movie because it just wouldn't. Yeah. I think it would play weird. And then it get we get to the end where like he just like kind of randomly his attitude changes and i'm assuming they don't really go into it but uh scott calvin kind of like i think the more he becomes santa the more jollier his attitude gets just like from being like something where like you know his body's getting bigger so he's getting all warm and teddy like so that so then he goes to the north pole and then there's quite possibly the best scene of the movie fucking zz top montage oh yeah which like (laughs) feels really weird in this movie but then, like, also all the cops are looking for Charlie because he's been kidnapped. Like, it's yeah. just, like, this movie's fucking insane. You know, on paper, this guy, Scott Calvin, looks like a fucking psycho criminal and should be arrested. He kidnapped his son and thinks he's Santa Claus. Also, and then, like, he just, like, gives fucking Neil a weenie whistle and everything's okay, which is, yeah. like... That guy's fucking... Neil's a weirdo. I don't uh, care. Yeah, the what. fact that, like, the one thing he won in his life was a hot dog-shaped whistle. Yeah. Like, and didn't... he's, like, been pissed about it since. So that's why he tells kids that Santa's not real. Yeah. And his sweaters are whack. I don't care what. Like, I know Tim Allen was chirping him for it, but he's right. Dude, even, uh, fucking, uh... Ah, shit. What's, what's the elf's name? Bernard. Bernard. Yeah. Bernard even goes, nice sweater, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bernard's low he's like key. Not a, he's not a good therapist. Either. Yeah, he's just Ber- not good. Bernard's also like kind of a sleeper in the movie. Oh, I love Bernard. He throws a, sick hair. He throws a lot of heat in the movie. Just a lot of a lot yeah. of great a lot of great one liners. He sings a lot. He sings really? No, zings like a lot oh, of zingers. zings. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't notice any singing. No, uh, well, ZZ Top. Yeah. Oh, I know we're not doing pitches today, but I just thought of an amazing crossover movie. Like you can say it, uh, like yeah, I guess there are no rules. Yeah, uh, like an elf, like team up movie, like Buddy the Elf, Bernard, fucking a third one and a fourth one or something. I can only think of two famous elves. Oh, Hermie from uh, Rudolph. Hermie or Herbie, whatever he is. Herbie's the car. Yeah, put him in the movie too. Yeah, they can all ride around in him, but uh. Yeah, like uh, a Spider-Verse type movie with a bunch of famous elves. That's, That's a, There you go. And I don't have 20th, a pitch. 20th, 20th Century Studios call me. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Santa, Scott Calvin becomes Santa. And then Charlie, like, being fucking clingy at the end of the movie, <laughs> final scene, like, Santa has to go deliver and he fucking calls Santa back and he's like, I've been gone 10 minutes, dude. Yeah, what the fuck? What about yeah. the other kids who need presents? Yeah, like, what about the... Quick? Yeah, he's all like, I miss my dad. Well, you'll see your dad again. Like, these, yeah, other... these other kids might not get another Christmas. Christmas. These other kids might not have a dad, so they True. can't get presents. Yeah, and you have two. Well, um, one of them sucks, and he's a we don't know about we don't know about whack ass therapist. I'll but... never, I would never call him dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna uh, call him dad. Um, never. all right, so uh, I think we said a lot about Santa. I mean, oh, and one final thing, and then we can do our favorite parts of the movie. We, can, I feel like we talked a lot about the favorites, but we'll... yeah, I think it's in there somewhere, so yeah, so we don't have to. But the last thing oh, is yeah. the part in the beginning when he's at they're at the job meeting. 
or at mm-hmm. the or the Christmas party, and yeah. Tim Allen's giving oh, a speech, yeah. and then there's the fucking the San, the Santa Claus is just has his secretary yeah. just like sexually harassing her at the, at a work party, yeah. and everyone's all like, "Haha." Yeah, pretty not chill, uh, if you ask me. Yeah, and he's Probably all like, happen. "Yeah, uh, like I'm I'm an assistant. Like I serve the same role as that secretary, and if my boss asks me to sit on her lap at work, uh, yeah, not gonna happen." I mean, she's great, but. Uh, I don't think she'd do that to you. Yeah, no, she's a normal person and not a like a psycho sexual harassment. Who dresses person. in a Santa Claus outfit, by the way? Yeah, little little Michael Scott vibes from that guy. Yeah, I didn't like him. Didn't like I'm him at all. Santa's lap. Didn't that place reminded me of because everyone was like fat shaming Scott too when he like came back all like big. Yeah, what and the he was fuck just was like the nineties. Yeah, he was like ordering a bunch of food. And I'm like, dude, if I'm getting free food at work, I'm ordering a bunch. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Like I would Although do it, it was strange for lunch to have a bunch of dessert and a did, salad. Did look sick though. <laughs> oh yeah, that the uh, what was the last thing he was eating? Was that like pudding or like that was a hot steak? fudge Sunday? Oh, the Sunday, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and then he eats a cookie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Santa Claus. Uh, obviously, this is way more up on the Christmas scale than Iron Man three last week. This is like mm-hmm. this is Christmas, even though. It's, you know, two superhero movies two weeks in a row. Yeah, true. Even a third one next week, because after you watch Eyes Wide Shut, <laughs> you'll think you'll think something about Tom Cruise. Yeah, I, I don't currently think anything about him now. I have a neutral opinion. Uh, but, um, yeah. I would I would rate this movie... Uh, 12 Tim twel- Allens. I was going to give it 12 pine cones, but, you know, they're both equally Christmassy. Uh well, also, fuck Tim Allen. I don't know. He might be cool now. I don't know if he's still like a Trump guy, but whatever. Fuck Tim Allen. 90s Tim I'll Allen, we give a pass. Yeah, 90s Tim Allen is, is pretty chill. Like, tool time. Oh, fuck. That was my favorite part of the movie. Did you notice that when he was in Santa's workshop, he, like, tried on the tool belt and then put it down? Yep. I, that was my favorite part. And also, he made all his signature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the classic Tim Allen noises. Tim Allen just got paid to moan on camera. He was essentially a sexless porn star. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet gig. Yeah, he just dressed up like Santa and moan. I would do that for a I, living. I, I do that for free. I already do yeah. that. There's um, my fucking three series or three movie uh, series. Talking's hard. I say they haven't rebooted the Santa Claus, honestly. I feel like they probably will. They're going to. They're going to make it into like a 12-season show like Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, with, that's, with Santa. that's a classic Disney move. Dude, maybe they should do that with uh, my pitch I had last week where they make it uh, a gangster movie, but make Tim Allen Santa the fucking head, the, the Don Corleone. Yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah, there you go. You know, I'm Honestly, just gonna... a, a, like a Christmas series would be interesting. You'd yeah, have to do, they would have to be like six episodes and you'd have to start in mid-November. Yeah, day. I don't know why. Like American Horror Story, but make it Christmas. Yeah, they did that Merry Happy Whatever show last year. I don't know if you watched it. I watched the first ten minutes, and it, I could not continue. I didn't watch it, so I'm it assuming if you didn't make it through it, I'm not making it through it. Yeah, I read the script too because I like it was just whatever on the computer at work, and uh, it was okay. It was a quick read because it was a multicam script, so it's double spaced. But yeah, now. Uh, just not for me and yeah. uh, i think i think that's there's potential in that genre 
But, yeah, I don't uh, know why they haven't jumped on that. I feel like with all the streamers right now, you would think that someone would make a. I mean, I'm sure there's. will probably I do mean, it. I mean, I'm sure there's one that we're just not thinking of. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, Santa Claus. It's currently on Disney Plus. Um, actually, all three are if you want to go through a little Santa Claus marathon. And yeah, yeah, that's the Santa Claus. Next week we're going to. We said it earlier, and I'm I'm giving a hint now. We're going to do Eyes Wide Shut for our final Christmas movie. That's after christmas uh, nick hasn't seen it yet and we plan on watching it together in person so i can get all his reactions yes that, that'll be great we could just do a live reaction and make that the pod that's a good idea live live commentary for eyes yeah. wide shut uh before we wrap up the episode i said we were going to do something different today instead of pitches yes. uh pitches are have been you know going really well i think we've had fun but i wanted to change it up so to give a little variety so we're gonna do our top five christmas movies of uh you know it doesn't have to be all time i guess it is all time yes <laughs> it is all, all right. time ever all right so uh do I you want to find my i think i have my list do you want to do it like where we go you know your five my five your four my four your three, my three, and then yeah. Or should we just go quick? I mean, I don't know if I would be able to rank them in order like that, like yeah. ascending. So I'll just like call it a top five in general. They're all okay. They all get a gold star. No, nah, it's a good idea because I don't honestly really have a ranking either. Um. Also, in searching for my list on my phone, I found an amazing idea that I wrote at three a.m. on May thirteenth of the year. Uh, it just says Christmas cheer, elves as cheerleaders. It's very, it's very festive. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think I was writing like a sketch idea, like a parody of the show Cheer. But I mean, it was three a.m., so who knows what I'm talking about? <laughs> all right. Well. All right. Let's find my list somewhere. I don't really have a list. I just have movies that are like up that I'm just like, I've, I don't really have a top five. I just have like five movies that I really enjoy watching around this time. And it's just Home Alone 4, five times. Isn't, are there, yeah, there's only four, right? Dude, there's like seven. There's, oh, what? And, and after number two, it, it, it's just a downward spiral. <laughs> Um, do you want me to go then? Okay. All right. Yeah. I finally found my list. So you can, yeah, you can start it. All right. Uh, my first pick is uh, one that I actually saw. Uh, when did I see it? I saw it a um, pretty, I think I saw it last year for the first time, um, but I would definitely, I'm actually planning on watching it uh, tomorrow night for Christmas. It's a uh, bad Santa. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure that might be across. I don't know if that's on your list or not, but it's not. Uh, it's just a wonderful, just very the fact you know, taking San the idea of Santa Claus and just making it super R-rated is is hilarious to me. I think it's one of the raunchiest movies I've ever seen, and uh, it made me laugh hysterically. It's. Uh, I think Billy Bob Thornton is underrated as a comedic actor. I think he's yeah. so funny in that movie, and and the Little Elf. Yeah, I don't remember the actor's name, but it's Tony, Tony something. Yeah, Tony something. Good stuff. That's his full name. <laughs> okay, I believe you. Tony Cox. Even better. All right. All right. Mine will be uh, 
Probably everyone's favorite movie ever, Jingle All the Way. Sucks. No, it's actually, that's that's. Uh, no, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, that's Arnold actually, and Sinbad just putting in work. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> dude, that movie. I mean, everything about that movie is hilarious. The whole entire part of the movie where there's just the bomb, like Sinbad just threatens to blow up a fucking building. Yeah. He's like a domestic terrorist, and they're totally chill with it. Yeah. And I remember I was reading the other day about this movie and um, apparently they like didn't want Sinbad because they didn't, they did, they thought this character would make his, uh, his brand of family comedy. uh, It would make it look bad. And Sinbad was like, I feel like they're going to be really sympathetic with my character. And I'm like, (laughs) honestly, we kind of are because you might have a, you might be mentally uh, unstable. Yeah, no, now that role is more relevant than ever. He's a, downtrodden postal worker suffering from some sort of mental illness that he isn't getting the help he needs and uh just having an all-around tough time at the holidays that's america right now baby another uh prophecy fulfilled by a 90s christmas movie it's honestly just how it's been our whole entire past 20 years have just been uh prophesized by jingle all the way (laughs) Um, also it's a great commentary on capitalism and no it actually it actually actually is is. like (laughs) it's actually like a satire like a lot of people and that was a criticism when it came out when people were like oh it's a satire they just wanted it to be like a goofy christmas movie which i would say it is but i think it can be both honestly and i think it is both uh yeah no jingle all the way great um next up mine is uh, another film that's everyone's favorite movie of all time, Jingle All the Way 2, starring Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> no, I've never it, seen it. I will never watch that movie. Uh, no, it's The Night Before, starring uh, yes. Seth Rogen, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anthony Mackie. Uh, I actually also saw that. Uh, I mean, it came out in what, 2015, but I think I saw yeah. that two years ago, uh, mm-hmm. and I watched it. I watched it two years in a row. Um I think it, that movie's hilarious. I think that actually, yeah. that movie does a really good job of actually being very sentimental for, that one's like Bad Santa if it was a little bit more sentimental. Yeah, I think it's good and um, it's a good way of like doing a Christmas movie that isn't like in that magical world, which is kind of hard to do. Also just a banger spoof of the big sequence with- uh, Yes, when they do- uh, Runaway by Runaway, Kanye yeah. West, yeah. That's that yeah. one's great. Um, I think uh, like weird cast like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anthony Mackie, and Seth Rogen don't seem like they would ever be in a movie together. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen did um fifty fifty together, and I think oh, it's just, I think it's the same director. Okay, that makes sense. So, but uh, no, Anthony Mackie felt like he was, but also he's got really good comedic timing. Yeah, so. I thought I thought he was great in it, and yeah. uh, they like seem like a real group of friends. Like, no, that was the thing is it felt like. Um, I love the whole concept of like Joseph Gordon-Levitt being an orphan yeah. and they have yeah, to fucking uh, losers got no parents. Yep. He's basically right. He's Batman. Yeah. Get it. Cause yeah. Cause he is at the end of the dark. Uh, but, and then it, these just two friends who are very like, God, make sure that our friend has a really good Christmas and they do it every year. And, um, it's and he voice boys. Yeah. AF. 
Yeah, even though uh, fucking Seth Rogen's Jewish, and the whole point, there's the whole, the, my favorite part of the movie is when they're in the church. And oh, I got it. Like, yeah. He's like, Daddy, you think anyone knows I'm Jewish here? He's like, yeah, from your fucking sweater. It's just a, <laughs> it's a big Jewish star. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And he's tripping balls running down the aisle. He's like, yep. we did not do that. <laughs> Pointing at Jesus on the cross. But, uh, yeah. Uh, night before another movie I'd recommend for uh, anyone who hasn't seen it and anyone who has seen it. Just, uh, it's, I might it's, put that on tonight. I haven't watched it yet this year. Yeah, it's a feel-good one. It is. Um, All right. I might what honestly watch it tonight, too. You might make me watch it. I oh, do that know is. that I want to watch that Midnight Sky movie with George Clooney that came out today. I do not recall. It's the, so. spa- it's the one about the space movie with George Clooney. I mean, yeah, I gathered that. He d- but... And he directed it, and apparently it's oh, pretty cool. good. But uh, yeah, might have to watch. Uh, might have to watch the night before. We'll see. Alrighty, next for me, gonna go with Christmas Vacation. Ah, uh, that's that was my next one. Yeah, I know. I mean, I figured one of us was gonna say it, and uh, yeah, I just watched it a couple days ago. So did I. I watched it a couple days ago too. I, I think I watched it like right after you because you yeah. were texting me about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, unbeatable. Like, I mean. Might be the best uh, vacation yeah, movie. I oh, I think it's definitely the best vacation. Mm, maybe tied with European Vacation. I think that one. Really, you like that more than the I, first one? I I, I love European Vacation. Vegas um, Vacation wasn't good, but I like the whole Dick Newton. Uh, I never saw Vegas. I only saw the or uh, Dick Newton, Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to figure that out. It's Wayne Newton playing Dick Newton. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. No. Christmas, Christmas Vacation is just classic. Like everything every scene is fucking hilarious and um it and also she, it is like the the kind of family christmas you want it's a quintessential it's, it's a quintessential christmas movie like it's Absolutely. it's it's something that actually gets christmas down pretty well for it being a little absurdist at points and yeah um, i and modeled I'll, a lot of the thanksgiving script i wrote around christmas vacation like i'm surprised there, he didn't do a, a thanksgiving totally vacation movie i feel like it would just be a rip off of christmas vacation but National Lampoon, hit me up. But I got you. But uh, yeah, I mean, since it's my movie, I'll talk about it a little bit too with you. Uh, he, uh, I Wait told you, I said Christmas Vacation. But I mean, that's my next movie, so it's oh, oh, so you're still gonna put it on your list? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I have a set list. I didn't, I didn't know how it worked. Yeah, no, I'm I didn't not know gonna, if we had to like I, rearrange. No, because then I gotta pick a movie that like I don't actually like and gotta pretend that I like to talk about it. That's fair. Um. But no, they. Uh, I texted you that Chevy or Chevy Chase is, was definitely just zonked out on coke the whole time that movie yeah. was filming, and I mean, obviously gave us great stuff. But uh, he Hallelujah! Was... Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> and he's Feel like, you, brother. My and also just the part when um he's cutting the tree, he's trying to cut it down, and he's just like, uh, "Hey, uh, Griswold." Where are you going to fit that tree? And he's just like, bend over, I'll show you. And I'm not talking to you. Yeah. And it's Elaine uh, from Seinfeld. Yeah. Julia Louis-Dreyfus kills it. Great villain. Margo. Like, underrated villain. Yeah. Todd and Margo is such a great villainous couple name. Todd and Margo. Yeah. But yeah Fire movie. Awesome movie. Uh, also I've... shits on uh, that capitalist pig fucking mustache. Yeah, Bill Murray's brother. Oh fuck! I forgot that's his brother. You're he looks right. exactly like him. Yeah. So like, once you know that it's his brother, you I yeah. can't unsee it. Yeah. Um. All right. So I guess my number two is what yeah. I would be on. Um. 
Wait, you... That means you've done four, and I've done two. No, I've done three. Five, four, three. Because Christmas yeah. Vacation's my three. Yeah, but I only did... Jingle All the Way and Christmas Vacation. And after this, you will have done four. It's okay. my turn. All right, go again, then. Yay! Uh... I'm going to go with, all right. I don't know if this counts. Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol? (laughs) No. It's technically, so it's the SpongeBob Christmas episode. No, that counts. It's not a a movie, but like I watch that every fucking year and it's probably my favorite Christmas like piece of media. That's such a lame way to describe it, but like, I don't know. That is like the one thing that makes me feel like a kid again on Christmas Eve. Like, I just remember like the feeling of like watching that. And then we went to my aunt's house for Christmas Eve and then couldn't sleep because it's fucking Christmas Eve and I was like six. And yeah, I don't know. It just always pumps me up full of Christmas cheer. Now I wait for Santa Claus when my balls out, waiting for him to come <laughs> down the chimney. Just yeah, try. no, yeah. Now I, I know the protocol. Yeah. I do I'm that too. Waiting for him. To, he's got his own sack. I've got my sack, and we just put them together. Oh, little tradesies. Yes. Uh, swap. But yeah, no, I actually love that. That's actually I like that pick more because that was very that was something I didn't expect you to pick. Because like, boom. Honestly, there's like there's only like six or seven that were probably. I mean, gonna... we all know what my number one's gonna be. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's the Passion of the Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of call that a Christmas movie. That's Christmas. I mean, that's it starts on Christmas. I think is the first scene him being born. Yeah. Boom! Christmas I, movie. I've actually never seen that movie. Me neither. It sounds like a fucking chore. Yeah, and also like Mel. Sorry. Yeah, like I'm not super into Mel Gibson, uh, but you know, he is playing the fat man. Yeah, that's actually my next one, even though I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, uh, see, the next one I have a little bit of like a, an issue because I got a three-way tie here, so I'm trying to think of like which one I want to go with. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with it because originally I was going to go home alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to do that one. Originally, I was going to go, then I was going to go The Grinch Stole Christmas, because that mm-hmm. one's just an iconic classic. It is. But I'm going to go to Polar Express. Interesting. Yeah, just because. I've, like, I've heard some polarizing, pun intended, takes uh, uh, about the, the movies. I, People don't I, like it. I think solely just on the fact that it's, I feel like I watched that so much when I was younger. Yeah, and like now it's just, it's one of those movies that's kind of embedded in my, uh, in my Christmas pop culture mindset even yeah. though it's a fucking scary movie again because yeah. like tom hanks is might be a pedophile as that homeless man like yeah, he, he definitely he, had some creepy vibes yeah, he was definitely like come over here kid and i'll give you some of my sweet juice also another christmas movie with creepy puppets the, yeah uh, ebenezer scrooge puppet and all yeah i i wasn't rain. i was not a fan of that as a kid uh, that 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 got me. I'm that still got, not a fan. Yeah, that scared me a little bit. But uh, yeah, mine uh, is definitely. Yeah, it's a Polar Express. That one just holds a place in my heart. I think it actually, yeah. even though it's polarizing, I think it's a. Uh, 
I think it's a good Christmas movie. I think it's really yeah, and also just the comfy. whole like, and the whole sequence, the whole the whole sequence of like the train showing up at the house is just iconic to me. Mm-hmm. Like just like and I remember playing the Polar Express video game. Like that oh, was yeah, I had that, that, was, that too. That was really fun. That was that was actually like a yeah. fun game. Yeah, I like the the movie is not amazing, but it's like. It's what every kid wishes Christmas was like. Yeah, I don't think it's by m- any means like the best Christmas movie ever. I just think personally, it's like something. Yeah. It, that's the one of, on my list that I I think holds a place in my heart. The other ones I actually think are good movies. Nice, yeah. solid um, pick. All right, what's uh? Is it your number two next? Yes. Okay. For number two or number ahead. four, because we're not really counting downwards. Yeah, yeah. another. One another one of the five that I'm picking. I mean, you just said it, but I gotta go with How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's I honestly saved that one for you because I figured yeah. you'd pick it. That one is like neck and that one. Uh, the Polar Express is sentimental. If I was picking on pure quality, I think the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, is like that one would go there. Like mm. that one would go number two. That one, that movie's awesome. Yeah, it's like. I don't think people loved it when it came out. It made a fuck ton of money. Because Jim Carrey's also terrifying like, in that movie. Yeah, like the, it's a little scary. Yeah, like Grinch is a really creepy look. Like they did good makeup work. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I think like Cindy Lou Who does a great job. Yeah, and then uh, she became a fucking Monson, rock yeah. rock star. Yeah. <laughs> what a career turn! I know. But uh, and Jeffrey Tambor as the mayor is sick. And uh, the Grinch uh, is all like, "Let me pound your wife." That's the whole yeah, plot of the movie. Uh, yeah, he said he tries to fuck his wife multiple times. Yeah, and I'm pretty and sure I he feel does. Like get, he did. No, he gets her at the end. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, the the like young Grinch scenes are kind of weird. Uh, yeah, he like baby the, Grinch looks funky. Yeah, definitely not from the same manufacturers of Baby Yoda. Um, but yeah, I. A classic, you know, Christmas fun, and it's different than the other ones for obvious reasons. It's yeah, a crazy world that it's set in, and it's just like I don't know. It's the fun, magical Christmas vibe. I think that it you has. When you're a kid. I think I think the tone of it's really really uh, unique too, because it's like it's it's absurdist. It honestly, they treat the Grinch like a horror figure early on, and they <laughs> yeah. and they like don't show him. Uh, he's almost like the shark from Jaws, where they're like hint pieces of him and stuff. Sure, but like, yeah, yeah. and point. and then um, yeah, I love Grinch, great movie. Yeah, might have to watch. Might, might have to watch that too. Haven't watched that this year. Uh, I either. All right, my number one now. Yep. All right, number one. It's uh, it stars a man. That could be any number of movies. Named Bruce Willis. Oh shit! In a tower. Well, I thought you were going with the Expendables, but now I don't know. No, it's Die Hard. It's oh um, right. Yeah, no, best. I think that's my favorite Christmas movie. Uh, there's always a debate on whether or not it's a Christmas movie. I think it's a fucking Christmas movie. It's it's hundred yeah. percent. The whole the whole reason he's at Nakatomi Plaza is a Christmas party. Uh, there's all kinds of Christmas. Yeah, I mean, there's the whole scene where he's like, "Ho, ho, ho! I have a gun now." Yeah. Uh, there's like, the Christmas is central to the plot of the movie," mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I just think it's a one. I think it's a brilliantly directed action movie. Yeah. It's and one- Hans planned his whole uh, heist or hostage, whatever, 
around Christmas because he knew that there would be nobody in the building. Yeah, Except exactly. The holiday party, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah so that's like, it's it, though, Christmas is cent- integral to Die Hard. Like, Christmas and Die Hard go together, so it's a Christmas movie. Uh, I also, I don't know why, for the longest time, I thought it was directed by Shane Black. I thought he wrote it. I yeah. thought I thought at least it was written by him because Lethal Weapon is another one that I was considering because that's mm, a Christmas yeah. movie too. And Shane Black did write Lethal yeah. Weapon. That's right. So, um, so yeah, no Die Hard. I mean, what is there to say? It's 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 the movie. It's the best in the series. A lot of people say three, but I think this one with the whole Chris. I think this one with the whole Christmas theme involved is. Are the are the other ones not Christmas themed? Die Hard Two is Christmas themed oh, okay. uh, at the airport. Die Hard Three is, and Die Hard Four for some reason takes place on Fourth of July. I think weekend. Oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, because it's in Washington. Four. And it's number four. Yep. Uh, yep. Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. What? I, you is- know what? I haven't I haven't encountered many people who are willing to say it's not a Christmas movie. So I feel like uh, I think the tide's turned, and I think. Yeah, better have everyone. Happen. Everyone knows what's up. I'm just become an activist who's only yeah. only trying to get people to think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. That that is a very worthy cause. <laughs> Nothing, right. n- there's no better way for you to spend your time. Yeah, I'm quitting my job, and yeah. be, that's why I'm moving to LA just to yeah. get the biggest platform possible to consistent Smart. make people think that Die Hard's a Christmas movie. All right, give me your last. Give me your. Give me. Give Mine, me the. The bees it will be bees. no surprise to anyone who has ever met me, I think. Uh, Elf is my number one. I think I've seen that movie more than any other movie ever. It's funny. I actually, like, legitimately forgot about Elf. It's oh, one of my favorites, but I just didn't think to... Wow. How could you? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, this will be a pause real quick, but they okay. released the flyer schedule. Oh, shit. We played Penguins the first two games in a row. Nice. At home, then we play Buffalo, then we play Boston and Boston, then Jersey, then the Islanders, then Boston, then Washington, then Devils, then Jesus. Yeah, it's just, it, it, it's all divisional games. It's going to be so cool. All right. Playoffs sorry. are going to be sick. I know. You fucking keep that in. Who cares? Dude, there's only two rounds this year because it's the first four division. It's the first four. Oh, right. It's, yeah. Yeah. Each division like produces a champion. It's basically like the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Which is kind of sick, honestly. I know. And then you can play like, I, we could play the fucking, um, like the Canadians in the fucking. No, no, yeah, we can play the Canadians in the Stanley Cup final. Like that's how oh, this. Oh really? Yeah, it's oh, not. I, I thought think... it was going to be like the two Eastern. No, I think it has to do. I think they're going. They. I think they're changing it up. Oh, wow. that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I know. Crazy All right. Stuff. All right. Uh, back yeah, to week. Elf. Elf, great movie. Um, I don't know. I literally think it's a perfect movie. I don't. I don't know if that's a controversial opinion or not. No, but... it's 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 spectacular. Yeah, like no misses. Every scene every joke lands it's a a rare movie where it's still funny what came out in 03 17 years later johnny fabs just yeah the man is unstoppable uh but yeah i don't know i've always loved it i watched it multiple times uh as a kid like it was basically the only movie i watched uh for a while which was my parents probably should have stepped in but uh, yeah, I could probably recite the whole thing from memory. I was thinking about uh, seeing if I could write the whole movie, dialogue included, from my mind at the beginning of quarantine. And then I was convinced that was a waste of time and I should write something original. 
and then I didn't write anything. So, See well, I wrote, I wrote like half of a feature, but I never finished it. I'll help you finish it. Just make it about me. Well, it's about a girl who goes on the run with uh, Bruce Springsteen. So that's going to be tough. That's me. Yeah, I guess you could be the girl. You could be Wendy. Or I could be Bruce Springsteen. You could play him if you want to get into acting. Baby, we were born to run. Yeah, that so was yeah, the original title. That's my audition. I changed the title uh, after a recommendation from my roommate to call it Tramps Like Us because that's the line that comes before Born to Run. I like that. And that way the title, the end credits will go like, the title card will say Tramps Like Us and then cut to black and then you hear Bruce go, baby, we were born to run. But yeah, we got to get to the end titles before that payoff can happen. And right now we're we're just barely getting on the road. It's a road trip movie. I like it. I'm excited to I'm excited to read that. Yeah, talking about it made me excited to write it again. Maybe I'll, I'll bust that baby open. Yeah, or you'll just play PS5 with me. Probably that. I should write it now before I had the PS5. Yeah, or else I, I know that I'm never going to get anything done in my career now that I have a PS5 <laughs> forever. That's you don't it. need it. You don't need a career. You can just play PS5 until you die. If I was good enough, I would probably just become a Twitch gamer. But uh, pretty sweet. Uh, anyway, uh, Elf, good choice. Yeah, um, best movie of all time. Yep, I've it's seen also, that. It's one of my favorite movies. I've seen period. that. I've seen that movie a hundred times. Like it's it's it honestly should probably be on my list, and I probably would throw it in there with the Polar Express instead of the Polar Express. But I'm gonna keep it just to keep variety yeah. with our lists. Uh, all right. I would only get tattoos for two movies, and Elf is one of them. The other one is The Passion it's a of secret. Christ. It's a secret. It's a secret. We're not going to say it until okay. we do the movie on the pod. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that was our top five, or at least five Christmas movies we really enjoy. I don't know if it was top five. but It was my top five. Okay. Every other Christmas movie fucking sucks. Yep. Including the ones you said. And every other list. Yeah, all lists. Grocery lists. Uh, laundry list schindler's list everything all hey, bad hey 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 it's a goddamn great movie no the list itself is bad oh yeah you're right right that could get us in trouble we should probably go to another we should probably go to another segment okay let's right. talk religion all right let's uh, end let's, <laughs> no we're gonna end the podcast all right uh before we go you can obviously follow us on instagram and twitter at we spoil movies i gave nick the keys this week but he didn't do anything you did yeah i sent you the password I lost it already. All right, I'm, I'm gonna. Say, all right, I'll send it to you. At- <laughs> say it on. Say it on air. This no. is a nice callback to the beginning of the episode. No, people can't know what we what we the DMs that I sent. That would be pretty funny if we just made our account open for anyone. Who would do it? Crystal, if you're listening still. I don't know. We start seeing crazy things written on our fucking yeah. page. Then, uh, yeah, we spoil movies on instagram and twitter i'm at eric underscore rayer 11 on twitter uh nick is i am at miller high life on twitter mm-hmm. and i am at real donald trump on parlor <laughs> is it are, do they call it parlor or is it supposed to be french like parlay because it's a french word for to speak knowing how stupid the people who probably made that are it's probably parlor yeah but it should be parlay yeah uh, anyway, uh, Parlor, if you want to fucking sponsor us, no. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, That'd be the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. Them sponsoring us would be a movie. Writing it on air right now. 
My the, life's a movie, babe. Uh, next week, we're going to do Eyes Wide Shut to end our Christmas and our 2020 year. And our lives. Yep, that's it. After, after the podcast is done, we kill ourselves. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to live after watching that movie because that's uh, the peak of your life, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's going to be a fun episode, though, because there's a lot. to. That'll probably be a longer one we talk about because there's a lot of, like, uh, theories, uh, production notes, things that have happened regarding that movie. Just It's going to be a fun one to get into. And, uh, yeah, uh, this was episode seven of Spoiler Alert. And Wait, we'll find out after. Yeah, we'll find out after, probably. It's probably, like, episode four. But <laughs> we'll just... um. Yeah, I'll stop giving numbers and just give like code names. This is yeah. episode Tango Foxtrot. <laughs> sure. Uh, all right. We will talk to you guys next week and uh, have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Love you. Bye.